I didn't think there'd be vampires on campus. We must have been at about 40,000 feet when it happened. <gasps> what was that? You are the Slayer. One girl in all the world. Did anybody say that? Yeah. Guess what? I feel better. Guys, where are we? Hi, Pat. Hey, hi. Sammy. What do you what do you you look like you have a lot of notes there. What's going on? Yeah, so I started to take my Buffy notes this week, long form with a pen and paper, old school mm-hmm. style. Mm. And then I realized after three pages of chicken scratch, of which I cannot read, that it was a bad idea. And I abandoned the uh, form of long form and I took over with the laptop and started typing it out. Pat, how you been? <laughs> <laughs> I've been okay. How, I mean, I've been great. It's been a while since we recorded. <laughs> I know. I, it has been a long time. How long has it been? Uh, well, my original notes for when I started um, watching this Buffy episode and taking notes was that our recording date was going to be August 20th. Oh, boy. And it is November 1st today. <laughs> wow. Okay. So we had a long pause because I got married. You did get married. Congratulations on Thank your nuptials. You. Thank you. We did a little backyard thing, you know, had to postpone the, the big sh- uh, shindig, which, of course, you'll be coming to next year. Of course. Um, unless, you know, this podcast really goes south, I suppose. <laughs> and what? And what happens? We end up in jail? Oh, and we, we, yeah, it could be. <laughs> they put us in podcast jail. You guys are the worst. Go to jail. Go to podcast jail. <laughs> I was thinking our friendship ends, but oh right, I guess that could always happen. That's a yeah, possibility. But I don't think so. I think we're good. We're good. So far. So far. If you keep uh, bringing up Star Wars, though, I'll tell you what. <laughs> listen, I am never the one who brings up Star Wars. <laughs> That's true. I don't think. I bring it up, and then you go straight to Ewok, and and you don't want to hear about it. Things go south. But you know, you can't change me. But we can try. No, I'm a bad girl and you can't change me. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> uh, so so how does it feel to be married? Uh, it's pretty good. It's um, It doesn't really feel that different. <laughs> yeah, We've been living alert. together. We bought a house before we got married. Yeah. So, you know, it's pretty much the same. Maybe it'll feel different when we do our taxes. I don't know. Maybe uh, if you get um, another G back in your taxes. That'd be great. G yeah. for great. Right. That would be great. It would be grand. <laughs> A grand. A grand. Um, uh, yeah, it's fun to call Dave my husband. Or that hub, is fun. Husband, it's as I way like to better call him. than fiance, way better than boyfriend. I know. It sounds so juvenile. I mean, fiance sounds like, oh, so fancy. But yeah. I also took French, so I don't really mind it. You know, I have a little a little side of me that's like, you know, I, I want to be fancy. As I've said to you many times, I, you know, I, I have this belief that I'm part Amelie and part Mr. Bean, but I think it's like, you know, 90% Mr. Bean, 10% Amelie, for, for being honest. <laughs> Even 10% is probably being generous. I think that's an accurate ratio. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it doesn't feel that different. I'm happy for you guys, and it's yeah, wonderful thanks. that you've joined the Married Club. Yeah, the cult of marriage. <laughs> the cult. You joined the cult. Yeah, it feels good. It's good. Yeah. You know, it's the only cult I really wanted to be part of. Uh, also, I signed the lease on. A, I have a studio space now for my businesses. Yeah. So those are those are kind of that's 
those are two big reasons why we haven't recorded because, you know, I was really busy with those things. And, you know, I know you had a lot going on too. I did. Yep. I had lots of stuff going on. Remodeling my bathroom. That's mostly tied up though. I'll tell you what, it's so nice to have like a brand new bathroom down here. It's still missing a ceiling, but you can't win them all. Not in one year at least. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, can, can, can your wife just like look down from? No, it's not missing a floor above. It's just, it doesn't have a finished ceiling. (laughs) I'm just imagining. (laughs) No, you just. (laughs) Please tell me you've seen, um. Oh my God! What? Why can't I think of the money, money pit. pit? Yes, I I've seen the money pit. Love it's. I fucking love the money pit. Definitely what you should watch if you just need a laugh. Tom Hanks is the best. But yeah, that's just what I imagine. Like the scene where he's in the carpet, or you know, there's like a lot of times where things just fall through floors. <laughs> cool. Well, this is kicking and streaming. <laughs> it's a podcast where me, Sammy, and my good friend here, Pat. Hello, Pat. Hi. <laughs> Don't Hello, talk about... so formal. Hello. <laughs> we uh, are forcing each other to watch our favorite TV shows. I'm making Pat watch Buffy, and Pat is ma- making me watch Lost. And we talk about them and make weird references to <laughs> movies and <laughs> 80s music, mostly me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's what we do here. <laughs> that's that's the premise of the podcast. <laughs> if you've made it th- thus far, episode five, welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um. So should we just jump right in to Buffy? Yep. This is um season one, episode five. Never kill a boy on the first date. You know, that's good. Good advice, mm-hmm. you know, for, for life. Uh, original air date is March 31st, 1997. It was written by Rob Des Hotel. Uh, again, not sure if that's Are you saying that right? That. Des Hotel? It's Rob and mm-hmm. then D-E-S space Hotel. H-O-T-E-L. I mean. Okay. Yeah, I would say it the same way, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And Dean Batali, directed by David Semmel, uh, who directed four episodes between seasons one and three. Um, he's also done work for Dawson's Creek, Seventh Heaven, American Horror Story, HBO's Watchmen. Um, mm-hmm. And he was nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Directing for a Drama Series for directing the pilot episode of Heroes. Did you ever watch Heroes, Pat? I watched uh, maybe one season oh, so when good. it was in its heyday. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. So I just want to recap your predictions. So mm-hmm. you had some very oddly specific predictions. I did. <laughs> last episode. <laughs> um, your, your longer term episode one prediction was that Buffy was going to face the master in the season finale, likely mm-hmm. after he builds up reinforcements, which he pulls from his blood well, mm. um, and that he will potentially have a love affair with Amy's mom <laughs> and make a vampire witch baby. <laughs> yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I doubt that there's going to be a big bad slash monster of the week crossover episode where they where they mix and match because I feel like they're so divided. Like they're completely different storylines almost. Mm. So you never know. Maybe uh, he could pull her out of the blood well. He could pull her out of the blood well. That would be awesome. I'd be really pumped up. You never know. So yeah. some of your other predictions, that was kind of just your main long term prediction. Some of your okay. other ones um from last episode were 
that you, the eggs that they show at the end of um, episode four the will eggs? come back. Yeah, the egg, the egg sack that was like eggs? in the you say eggs. It, you say it funny. Eggs? What? Eggs. You say it funny. Eggs. How do you say it? Eggs. 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 See, there you go. <laughs> eggs. 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 I don't know. Maybe it's a Connecticut like, thing. Oh, I got eggs and pains. <laughs> You're a pain in my egg. <laughs> I don't know what that. I don't what are you know talking about, you egg hag? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I don't know what that is. Ah, my legs. Thing, my legs. My legs. thing. <laughs> my legs feel like they have a whole bunch of eggs on them. All right. You know what? You got egg on your face. So you said that the. <laughs> You said that they're going to come back in maybe one to two seasons Mm -hmm. and just moving right on along after Mm -hmm. after that. Um, And you you said that uh, you think Amy's mom, who's stuck in the cheerleading trophy, is also probably going to come back in, you know, a couple of seasons. Yeah. Not likely in this season. Uh, You said that this episode will definitely be a big bad episode, i.e. the master, not a monster of the week. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that Xander will keep getting friend zoned by Buffy. Probably nothing will ever really work out for them, but you know, maybe in a couple of se- in like three seasons, they might accidentally kiss, or, or you know, something aw- awkward will happen that causes them to kiss, but nothing's really going to come of it. Yep. The police will disappear, and we won't see them again for another seven to eight episodes. And the real Mrs. French, sweet old lady, <laughs> will come back at some point, but there will be a dark twist in her story. <laughs> because it's that's the one I'm really hoping happens. <laughs> like, out of all my predictions, that's you, the one I, I really, really want What do you really want to happen with her? I just want her to, to come in and, like, like, just have a real hero moment where she shows up, and either she's a complete creepo or she's a huge hero. Either mm-hmm. or, I'd be very happy. I just want to see like a spotlight shining on Mrs. French, the real okay. Mrs. French. Okay. Yeah. So those were your pr- predictions. That was a lot of predictions. What did that I take half the lot. show? <laughs> mean, <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I was like, I don't know. We're gonna get someone's backstory. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll re- I'll recap that before we get my very short not really predictions predictions <laughs> when okay. we get to lost <laughs> all right so yeah this episode you're correct we do finally get back to the big big bad the mo- uh, master oh my god words today yeah. this is gonna be a challenge for me every episode yeah. I'm sorry and we open with Buffy fighting the cemetery you know, we kind of open with Buffy fighting the cemetery, and she says, mm-hmm. we haven't been properly introduced. I'm Buffy, and your history. <laughs> <laughs> and then she dusts him. She dusts him. Good. You get in the lingo. Yeah, I got it. Uh, Giles criticizes her methods of taunting mm-hmm. them uh, instead of plunge and move on, plunge and move on. Right. Uh, and then he discovers that the this vampire she dusted left behind a ring. Yes. Uh, so then we cut to the master who's reading uh, some prophecy as, you know, he loves to do. He's he's really rather a lot like Giles in this yeah. regard. But he's holding more of like a church yeah. ceremony. It's sort of like a, yeah, it's like a church like a, session like a for gospel. vamps. Yeah. Yeah. It does kind of have that feeling. Um, mm-hmm. Who says vampires don't like to go to church? <laughs> Yeah, so he talks about the anointed and how the anointed yes. is coming. 
Yep. So he says that the anointed, um, is a pawn of the master who the slayer will not recognize, but he will lead her into hell. Mm -hmm. Um, five will die and out of their ashes, the anointed will rise. The anointed will be anointed will be my greatest weapon against the slayer. And then he tells, you know, his minions, you know, that they better not fuck it up as RuPaul would say. Mm -hmm. He doesn't actually say don't fuck it up, but that's what RuPaul would say. Right. Yeah. The CW wouldn't allow that or the WB, no, WB. whatever it was on WB. Yeah. Uh, frog with a hat, as you said. <laughs> yeah. He is, <laughs> he has the ultimate say on censorship. Yes. And he's like, not, not mm. today. No, You'll no, try to sneak right another. Into my top hat. Hello, my lady. Na, 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 na. Isn't that the song that he sings? Yep, that's it. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> we're back from the intro music. Giles and Buffy are in the library, and Buffy's the one that discovers the ring's meaning. Yeah. She says it's a symbol that represents the order of Aurelius, uh, but they're interrupted by a hunky and apparently well-read and sensitive Owen Thurman, yeah. um, who carries around Emily Dickinson as a security blanket. Mm. I feel like it's all for show. Yeah. I'm not buying it. All right. Yeah. Well, so Willow describes him <laughs> as solitary, <gasps> mysterious, and that he can brood for a solid 40 minutes. Yeah, He's again. sensitive yet manly. Again, not buying it. It's Why all for show. It? Not buying it. It's all for show. You look at that guy. The guy, he looks like Rob Gronkowski. He wants to catch a football, is. and he's just burying his feelings deep down inside. <laughs> <laughs> he's the guy, Rob Gronkowski, used to play for the um, Patriots, and now he, he plays with Tom Brady uh, on the Buccaneers down in Florida. I don't know football, Pat. All right. Well, you got to Google on. it after because you'll be like, hey, that's Owen, the guy from the All show. Right. I'll look it up. <laughs> yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at it. You got to look at it. Um, Buffy decides to sit with him at lunch just as Cordelia has the same thought and she kind of hip checks Buffy and makes her spill her food. Mm -hmm. She's such a bitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Buffy handles it super well, which, you know, she's she definitely, though? well, kind of, I mean, she's a better woman than I am. I would have been like, fuck you, bitch. But well, again, WB, I guess you can. <laughs> right. Can't the frog would be all over that. WB wasn't censoring my high school experiences. That's right. She she does call what does she call her a cow or something? Well, she says, "Oh boy, Cordelia's hips are wider than I thought." Yeah. <laughs> so, again, I feel like this is this is not a good look for Buffy though in 2020 cuz she's like uh she's mm. sort of like doing like a fat shaming thing here. She's like, mm, she's fat. You don't want to be with her." Well, but look at me. I mean, I don't she's not really. I think she's just saying that. But that was like a put like, down. Yeah, because she yeah. was like, oh, she bumped into me because her hips are so wide, you know, like. Right, which is a bad thing in I, the 90s. Yeah. yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. I, I guess, like, I just love it because I'm like, man, that's clever. <laughs> like, I would have just been like, fuck you and walked away <laughs> or thrown my milk at her, which is something I guess I've done a couple times. Now, when you were at school, did you get the regular milk or did you always get the chocolate milk? Oh, I got the regular milk. Or were you the weirdo and got the strawberry milk? Oh no! Yeah, there's a few. I kids love who strawberry, strawberry, but milk. like the fake strawberry stuff is gross. Yeah, it's like all sugar, all strawberry pink sugar. milk stuff. Ugh, no, I got regular. I don't even think we had strawberry milk at my high school. My high school was broke ass. Pat, <laughs> <laughs> we can't <laughs> we afford probably... <laughs> strawberry carton milk. <laughs> I don't 
think we had chocolate milk as an option. What do they have this in your high school? Yeah, you still had strawberry and chocolate milk in your high you school. You could get. Uh, actually, I don't know if they had strawberry. I don't. I'm pretty sure they did, but I know for sure they had the regular milk and they had the chocolate milk cartons. Mm. And everybody got chocolate milk. Well, also, let me just make the point. Apparently, Cordelia has given up on her medically prescribed lunches. Oh, right. I forgot that But I guess that was maybe I would, too, after finding Dr. Gregory in the fridge. Cool. So Cordelia, <laughs> try, she hip checks Buffy, yeah. tries to invite Owen to the bronze, uh, and he's not interested in going with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but he asks Buffy to go with him instead. Boom. Yeah. Suck it, Cordy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Giles, uh, but Giles brings that idea to a screeching halt when he tells Buffy that the prophecies of Aurelius says that the anointed, a warrior, will rise tonight. Yes. Buffy, not so happy with Giles' calculations. So he says, all right, I'll just jump in my time machine, go back to the 12th century and ask the vampires to postpone their ancient prophecy for a few days while you take in dinner and a show. (laughs) Not super good at Giles. No, that's pretty good. That's better oh, than thanks. my Giles. <laughs> What's your Giles? I don't even want to attempt it. It my <laughs> <laughs> my uh, impressions don't do well on the show. <laughs> okay. Um, Buffy says, "Okay, at this point, you're abusing sarcasm." Yeah. So Giles presses upon Buffy the importance of stopping the Anointed from reaching the Master, ending with a serious and impassioned tonight. We go into battle. <laughs> Smash cut to them sitting in a graveyard. <laughs> At night, looking bored. <laughs> and she's wearing like a nice tiger jacket. Uh-huh. It's like a, it's like a tiger print jacket yeah. with a hood on. And mm-hmm. she's just like sitting there like. Do-do-do. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a great smash cut. I know. I love it. <laughs> That's like, oh, so, so good. So he, you know, Giles is like, oh, I think I may have miscalculated. So he lets <laughs> yeah. Buffy off the hook to go to the bronze. Yep. Uh, warning her about dating while having a secret identity. So she mm-hmm. says, in that case, I won't wear my button that says I'm the Slayer. Ask me how, which is actually funny because that's a reference that I made in episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, because I knew, I was like, I'm pretty sure that she says this at some point during this show, and here it is. There's one part of this scene when they're sitting in the uh, graveyard that I was screaming at the screen because Giles <laughs> makes a perfect pun. Mm-hmm. He says, grave danger. <laughs> they'll be in grave danger. And they're mm-hmm. sitting in a graveyard. Boom. And there is n- there is nobody talks about it. He just says grave danger. It's not said for a he laugh. Doesn't, look, Giles doesn't need. The it's on applause. Buffy to point out the pun. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need the applause. He probably wouldn't even like it if he. I don't even think it was, it was a pun. <laughs> I don't even think the writers knew that it was a pun. I don't even oh, think I'm the sure director saw it coming. They're just like I'm grave sure danger. We're sitting in graveyard. I don't see it. <laughs> But totally I was like, grave one, danger, you guys. grave danger. <laughs> you know oh, us in puns. I love a good pun. It's hard to not to not actually watch these with you <laughs> because I feel like we'd both be like, ah! <laughs> yeah, to, like grave danger. Did you hear grave danger? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. Beautiful, beautiful Giles. We love you. Uh, so then Giles reads the same thing the master did. Five shall die from their ashes. The anointed will rise, saying he's sure it was tonight. And then 
we cut to a bus and an mm -hmm. interaction between a young boy and a super intense guy with a southern accent. Yeah. You will and, be judged. Yeah. <laughs> he's fucking creepy. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty creepy. I actually uh, meant to look up the actor because he looked pretty familiar. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um. I, yeah, I don't have that info for you. Yeah. The, right uh, here, so... Uh, yeah. So, yeah, then we cut to the bronze and Owen dancing with Cordelia. Womp, womp. <laughs> right, yeah. That was, Buffy sees that was a bummer. And she's like, oh, bye. Oh, you know what's so funny? I'm looking at my handwritten notes here. Yeah, I can hear it, them shuffling. Yeah, it says, the bronze, Cordelia dances with Owen. Womp, womp. <laughs> It's You're ridiculous. writing in my sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> We're two peas in a goddamn pod. <laughs> Mine oh. just has a sad face. <laughs> it's like you're reading my notes. Womp womp. I'm not. I'm not cheating off of you, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even see them. They're way down here. That's <laughs> hilarious. Um, so vamps so attack the bus, the shuttle bus. Yeah, so back at the bus, the intense Southern guy spouting a prophecy sounding like, you know, a lot like those. those <laughs> I, I thought he sounded like those cuckoo crazy people who shout Bible <laughs> verses on the street. <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't even seen that much up here, but I, I've seen it every time I've gone down to New Orleans. There's always someone shouting Bible verses in the streets. Okay. Like for a long period of time. They're not yeah. just like. I know. feel like I've seen my fair share of that. Yeah, on the um, a figure appears on the road. The driver honks, brakes hard, uh, but he hits the figure, swerves into a sign, a telephone pole. Everyone in the bus seems okay, just kind of shaken up. The driver gets out to check on the person he hit who reaches up and grabs him. And then vampires jump in and feed on the passengers. Like oh, yeah. Said. Feeding frenzy. Mm-hmm. They, mm -hmm. they, are, they are filling up <laughs> that night. <laughs> I don't know why that, that hit you. I don't know. It's just funny. It's funny. What you said there. Filling up. Filling up. <laughs> uh, next day yeah. at school, Buffy tells Xander she left the bronze after seeing um, Owen with Cordelia, and she's mopey about it. Um, Owen shows up, asks her out again for that night, assuring her that he's not into Cordelia. You know, he says she's kind of grabby, and then he gives her his watch. Oh, wait. You skipped over a part. One oh. of my favorite parts here, when um, Buffy and Xander are walking through the hall mm -hmm. and they're sort of talking and Buffy's sort of losing it. She's like, I feel like everyone's oh. staring at me. <laughs> and then she just turns to some guy who's walking by and she's like, yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, that's right. I have no life. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Move it along. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's, I've definitely had those days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a regular occurrence in high school, I feel like. Yeah. You feel like everybody's looking at you. Yeah. And Xander's like, okay, Buffy. <laughs> He's like, okay, let's move it along here. <laughs> um, and then as you predicted, he totally gets friend zoned. <laughs> Always. Like, this is Xander's move. <laughs> yeah. She's like, they're, you know, like moping about Owen. Then Owen comes up and is like, let's hang out tonight. And then she's like, oh, Owen. And Xander's there the whole time. Like, yeah, great. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Oh, Xander. So then, um, you know, Buffy kind of runs in and is like, you know, like, oh, everything's fine, right? It's probably going to take you a couple of days, right? Like, so tonight's good. Great. Bye. And then kind of runs off. Um, and then we see the master again. 
who says his minions to, did well. You know, they, they really fueled up. Uh, and he will soon have a mighty ally. Buffy gets Willow and Xander's opinions on what to wear that night on her date with Owen. Um, and of course, Xander the whole time tries to sabotage her and then tries to look at her while she's changing. Not cool, bro. But I was also like, make him go outside the room. That's weird. I would never change with a guy friend in the room. Especially Xander. I mean, he's mm-hmm. already been kind of a creep. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, then the door rings. But it is Giles, not Owen. And he's relaying the news about the car crash that killed five, which might be the prophecy. Wait, let's Remind- go back. Oh, okay, <laughs> There's, yeah. I have two bullet points. And I'm, I was trying to figure out where you were in the show. Oh, sorry. Um, so- there's one part where they're talking about, I think it's when Buffy and um, Buffy and Owen and Xander are in the hallway talking about going the, to like, the bronze again. Yeah. Yeah. I think Buffy asks, like, who, you want to go with me or you want to go, like, something like that? And then mm-hmm. he says, well, we could invite the chess club, but they drink and start fights. <laughs> 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 I thought that was pretty funny. And then also... When uh, um, Xander's trying to help uh, dress Buffy, he goes, ah, here, no, you don't want to wear that nice dress here. And then he pulls out a giant (laughs) overcoat and he says, here, here's a nice comfy overcoat and uh, a ski cap. (laughs) Ear flaps will bring out your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) That made me laugh pretty hard too. (laughs) Thank goodness Willow is there too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Xander. It's not obvious at all. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so that is, that's what is happening. And then the doorbell rings and Giles mm-hmm. is like, look, five people died. This is probably the prophecy. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like, you know, having a social life as a slayer is not the best idea. Um, yeah. And Buffy goes, if the apocalypse comes, beep me. Um, <laughs> right, she's got a like, beeper. Yeah, so because like Owen shows up and while, you know, Giles and Buffy are sort of talking in hushed tones about the prophecy and Buffy's trying to put off Giles so she can go on this date, um, Xander and Willow have sort of pulled Owen to the side and, you know, Xander's like, she doesn't, you know, don't even, she doesn't like to, she doesn't like to kiss, don't even look at her, don't even touch her, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Willow's like, Xander. Right. Um, yeah, so then... Super 90s, if the apocalypse comes, beep me. Yeah. Um, which is like one of the one of the big Buffy quotes that's like everywhere. I love that it's still everywhere, even though like beepers are not a thing. I don't know. Maybe they're a thing still. But Did you have a beeper? No, I never had a beeper. I had a beeper. What? Why? Yep. What? What's so important? I, I don't know. I think it was like a hand-me-down. Like I think my mom had a beeper and then mm-hmm. she got a cell phone and I think she still had like two months left on her contract or something with the beeper. I didn't so even she know that beepers me, had a contract. I, I'm making this up. I don't know <laughs> what the deal is. I'm just I'm work. presuming how it worked, but I had the beeper and I'd go out skateboarding. Like and a then pay, she, pay, it was like a pay-as-you-beep plan? Maybe. And then she would beep me when like dinner was ready or something. So I'd be out <laughs> skateboarding and be beep, 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 beep. And then well, I'd check it. That's kind of handy. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, it's time to go home. Yeah, it's pretty cool. She didn't have to like, you know, scream out the door, Patrick. Yeah, well, I was pretty far, you know, I was downtown somewhere. (laughs) What? Oh, meatloaf. I thought you said made love, and I was like, what, mom? (laughs) No, (laughs) No, stop screaming that into the neighbor's house. (laughs) It's not appropriate. They don't appreciate it. Damn it, mom. (laughs) Not again. (laughs) 
That's something my dad would do. That's a Mike Jensen <laughs> inappropriateness. Uh, speaking of which, our dad, my dad is a big fan of, big of the fan? podcast so far. Um, well, actually, he's told me um, that he is not going to listen to any of the Buffy stuff and is going to skip right to Lost. Perfect. Good move. <laughs> so just right in line with uh, with our relationship. <laughs> it's great. You know, it doesn't doesn't mean anything to me or anything. No. It's not why I'm in therapy. Well, if, if it makes you feel any better, none of my family is listening. Actually, my sister said she'd listen. She yeah. didn't she didn't say anything like she finished it or that she enjoyed it or anything Bonnie? like that. She she took a screenshot of listening to it. Right, that doesn't mean she actually finished it or enjoyed it. <laughs> she though. just scrolled somewhere. Yeah, she's make just it like, good. all right, I I took the shot and I put it on Instagram. All that right, counts, Bonnie. Right? Well, this is this is deep into the podcast, so if you're listening, yeah, you you better you better let us know. Yeah, uh, she's not. <laughs> well, we're gonna find out. Uh, so... All right, so let's get back to Buffy. So they go to the bronze. Yes, back to the um, bronze. This yep, time, they... Angel shows up. Yeah. Well, so Giles says he's going to go to the funeral home just to check. Oh, right. You know, just check on the five dead. That's um, a smart move, Giles. Not. Yep. So uh, he encounters a few vampires outside the funeral home, conveniently located in a cemetery, which I was like, huh. I don't like none of the funeral homes near me are located in a cemetery. Yeah, I was wondering Definitely that convenient, too. Definitely convenient, but I was like, is that a normal thing or... Yeah, you know, when when he thing? shows I up, know. I was like, "What is that? The morgue, or or is that the um, like the like the like a mausoleum? Yeah, mausoleum. It's like, a, it's like an all like in that. one, right? It I could mean, be guess... a could be like a West Coast thing, maybe. Sort of like the high schools are different out there. They have no hallways; they're all outside. Yeah, this could be the same thing with funeral homes right inside the cemetery. Well, if we think, I mean, Sunnydale is, you know we're seeing the body count kind of add up. So, mm, you know, they, maybe they're like, they they're made like, it more look, convenient. we're wasting, we're <laughs> wasting a lot of gas yeah. in these hearsts, getting yeah. bodies from one end of the city to the Yeah, we other. can save so much carbon <laughs> emissions if we just place the funeral home within the graveyard. Yeah, they're just being green. Yeah. So, um, they don't even, they don't even need cars. They just roll them out on the, on those rolly things. Just dump them right into the next grave. Yeah. Or they have a shoot, you know, a shoot shoot straight into a hole. Well, it's like, um, like a t-shirt cannon, (laughs) a body cannon, (laughs) a cadaver cannon. Yeah. (laughs) Cadaver (laughs) cannon (laughs) 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 2.0. All right, we got to put a pin in that one, Pat. Oh, boy. That's a new, that's a new product idea. Okay. Um, go green. Cadaver mm-hmm. cannon. Cadaver cannon. No more hearses. 100-mile range. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a, that's going to have to pack a lot of firepower. <laughs> Make sure your loved one's oh life my God. ends in a bang. <laughs> Beautiful. Joss, call me. All right. <laughs> Cadaver cannon. <laughs> Cadaver cannon. <laughs> Coming in All March. right, so he runs inside to try trying to trap out the vamps. Willow and Xander show up to help him out. Giles sends him off to find Buffy because, you know, they're like, oh, beep her. And he's like, well, there's there's no phone in here, so he can't beep her. Mm-hmm. Um, 
back at the bronze, as you say, uh, you know, Buffy's dancing with Owen. Um, and uh, so Cordelia had had kind of showed up and he's like, I'm dancing with, you know, I'm, I'm here with Buffy. That ha- actually happens before the funeral home scene. But yep. then Angel shows up and Cordelia's like, Woo. she swoons. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah. She's, I mean, how could you not? Tooling. I know. He just tall, dark, mysterious, man of few words. <laughs> right. Even fewer than Owen. Mm hmm. Um, and he doesn't even look at her. He just blows right past her to talk to Buffy. Yep. Uh, I love that. That Owen is like, oh, how do you know Buffy? And he's like, from work. (laughs) He's not wrong. (laughs) Right. Um, so, and, and then Willow and Xander show up to also warn Buffy and, and they kind of fake being a couple, uh, or being, you know, they're, uh, Willow and Xander, they're sort of like, yeah, we thought it could be fun to go on a double date. Um, they try to get Buffy to go to the funeral home, leave Owen behind, but Owen follows them. And Angel doesn't come with them, which I thought was kind of weird. Like he just showed, but he's not really into that. He just kind of shows up, gives the warning. and is like, all right, bye, peace. Like take it from mm-hmm. here. So Owen kind of shows up following them around. Buffy runs around to find Giles, who's cleverly hiding in what the hell do you call those things i was also trying to figure it out because i was trying to write in my notes i i okay you tell me what, what did you, you call them. it i called it a uh, cadaver drawer okay that's way better i called it a body slidey hole <laughs> what which is not descriptive at all <laughs> no if you were to mention that to anybody i think everybody would conjure up their own image of what that might be <laughs> Yeah, that could be not great. <laughs> so cadaver yeah. drawer. Cadaver sounds drawer way makes better. more sense. Yeah. Is that what they're really called? No. Oh. Probably not. <laughs> if I were to guess, there was probably something completely different. Well should we, cer- should we you're look it certainly up? way closer to All what right. I have. Alright, let, let me let me look it up real quick. Look it up. Well, oh, here we go. Answers.yahoo.com. What are those cupboard things called in more? Oh Morris? good. Yahoo Answers. Great source of information. Okay. They Refrigerators. <laughs> <laughs> morgue drawers somebody said they're called drawers and you a set of morgue Yahoo drawers answers. is a okay. referred to as a refrigerator uh, okay well let's go cadaver, with cadaver cadaver drawer? drawer all right let's go with cadaver drawer okay, definitely cool. more descriptive than body slidey hole <laughs> yes let's let's steer clear of that one uh so then giles says uh buffy when i said you can slay vampires and have she's mad he's mad at her for bringing owen along and she's like i don't really bring him along you know he just kind of followed in followed in like a lost he said buffy when i said you can slay vampires and have a social life i didn't mean at the same time yeah i feel like just owen the reason why i say that it's all for show you would think that if he's like this studious person who likes to read all the time Mm -hmm. that he'd be a little bit smarter to like put the pieces together and figure out some things are not I don't think he's as smart as he's trying to. Maybe, but people can be deeply in denial about a lot of bad things. Yeah. I'm not saying like he knows about the vampire stuff. I just feel like. What do you, mm, like he's like, why are these weirdos going to a morgue? Yeah. Like there's just, obviously there's more, more to the story here and he's just like blindly following them and just, I don't know. (laughs) If he had some more smarts, I think he would keep his distance a little bit. Well, I mean, I think 
Um, I get what you're saying, but I think he sort of sounds very sheltered. Like he kind of, you know, towards, you know, towards the end. And even before that, he's just like, seems like he doesn't get out that much. Yeah. So he could be very book smart, but not like, uh, not street smart, not street smart. Yeah. Um, and you know, and he's like into Buffy and he's kind of like, oh, this is sort of a cool adventure that we're going on. Like, yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm along for the ride. Yeah. I mean, I guess not. Yeah, whatever. They tried to leave him behind and he followed. So he's clearly intrigued yeah. and he kind of is very morbid too, when he's at the bronze talking about Emily Dickinson. Right. So he's, yeah, he's definitely got a weird fascination. Yeah. That's bringing him along. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I could see him sort of not really working things out. I mean, and he, yeah. and he is kind of like he's not like he's not asking questions. He's just like, you know, he's like, why are you barricading the door? And <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess he is questioning whatever. through it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Buffy brings Owen, Xander, and Willow to the observation room, then kind of mm-hmm. leaves them, and she's like, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> um, and that's when <laughs> Willow and Xander start like you know, boarding up um, the door and stuff. Uh, And then Buffy and Giles go look inside more of the cadaver drawers, Mm -hmm. trying to find the anointed, but they don't find anything. Well, hold on. Wait, did you already say this? Giles pops out of the cadaver drawer. Yeah, that's what I said. He was cleverly (laughs) hiding in a body slidey hole. Yes, yes, he pops right out of it. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> On top of a body. Well, he was I think he said something like uh they you know they they were after me but I I like outsmarted or outmaneuvered them or something yeah. by hiding. <laughs> yeah. Could um, you could you hide on top of a cold dead body like that in a fridge? Fuck yeah. If it meant I was going <laughs> it was going to make save my life. It was such a quick answer. I thought for a second you would like think about it and be like, "Mm, uh," but you're like, no, I'm I'm fully in, fully committed. Well, I mean, I would have a split second of being like, all right, this could be a zombie zombie that comes back to life. But I know for sure I got two vampires chasing me down. So I'm going to hide in this here body slidey hole with my friend, dead Frank here. And you named him. Yeah. I mean. It's only right. You're a survivor. (laughs) You would get through it. But what's really funny to me is that they look through all the rest of them and there's nothing in there. Like Giles just picked the wrong one. <laughs> right. He's like, he, he had oh, so many. Free there's a body options. in here. I guess I'll go in. <laughs> Keep me warm, buddy. <laughs> but it's a fridge. It's cold. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you got to do what you got to do. Is that or die? Because yeah. Giles I guess is like, look, I the can't fight these guys. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. So yeah. they're back in they're back in the observation room and mm-hmm. Owen he opens yeah. some sort of shade and yeah, he just curtain. goes oh my Yeah he reveals a body that's on a table starts twitching It starts twitching and then we find out and he goes our body's supposed to move which I feel like <laughs> yeah. is like a very very Charlie moment Yeah like that would have been Charlie's line if he was in this Right yep totally God, Hey guys guys our body's supposed to move <laughs> Is this normal? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so then the guy wakes up and it's the religious dude. Yes. From the bus. The super crazy southern guy from the bus. He's a yeah. vampire now. He busts right through that glass. Yeah. Except, <laughs> so I don't know if I was, I, I watched this kind of early in the morning at uh-huh. one point. Was he saying- Good start to your day. 
he is risen in me pork and beans <laughs> what was he saying he says he says i don't pork know all beans. of his crazy lines but he does say pork and beans yeah what I is smell that because i say that all the time now oh maybe somebody smelt pork and beans like they nothing is happening earlier. with pork and beans but he smells it he smells pork and beans. Must be, a, I don't know, maybe it harkens back to his childhood. You know, he's definitely from the South, so maybe he eats, eats a lot of pork and beans. But yeah, just he's he's a raving lunatic, this man. <laughs> yeah, he's all about God and pork and beans. And pork and beans. Yeah. And yeah, he's just spouting off crazy nonsense. I don't know if it's Bible verses. I have no idea. Yeah. But And then he talks about, yeah, smelling pork and beans and starting to sing creepy ditties. Right, diddies. So at this point, I actually turned on the subtitles within Hulu because I was like, is he saying <laughs> pork like, and beans? He <laughs> He's saying pork and beans, isn't yep, he? 100%. And then I, f- I found out it said his name at one point. Do you oh, know his name? No. It said his name was Borba. What? <laughs> yeah, it said Borba colon pork and beans. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of those... You probably never had these for your kids because you have more sense than that. But there are these things called booba. Have you ever seen? It's like a TV show. It's like an even more warped version of Teletubbies. Uh, Nope. And there are these like weird bobbly things. And the show, they would like dance up and down and their bellies would like wobble up (laughs) and down. I found this at like Toys R Us a long, long time ago and we were shopping for my niece for Christmas and I pressed one and it was like doing this like song and going up and down, up and down. And then it went down and it went. (laughs) You know what? As strange as this interaction that we're having. Right. You, I swear we've already had this, this conversation (laughs) once. I'm sure we did. And I'm sure I showed you the fucking booba intro. (laughs) Yeah. I, I like, it's ringing some sort of weird bell. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that sounds like that guy. Yeah. (laughs) Borba or booba. (laughs) Pretty, pretty, both crazy, both Mm. nonsense. Yeah. So they all Um, run away from Borba who's screaming pork and beans, Mm -hmm. which is pretty scary scene. Yeah, when he and starts he's, yelling down the hallways of this yeah. gigantic funeral home. <laughs> yeah, well, it's 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 multi-use facility, so right. you got a it's a funeral home, cadaver it's cannon, a, a morgue. It's a, they got cadaver cannons. <laughs> right, got, it's also a mausoleum because mm-hmm. it definitely when Giles first comes in, it looks like a mausoleum. It does. So it's it's all in one, you know. Yeah, they got to get through. They got a, you know, a lot of bodies. They got a lot of bodies in, lot of bodies. in Sunnydale, so they got to move through them quickly. They don't have time right. to be, you know, car- carting people from one place to another. No. So it's an all-in-one big facility. Uh, yeah, he's running down the halls, talking about pork and beans, singing <laughs> creepy songs, spouting mm-hmm. nonsense. Uh, then he f- tracks down Buffy, fights with her, uh, throws her. Out- yeah, throws her. Owen tries to help. He knocks out Owen. With an urn. With an urn. Buffy thinks he kills him. So she's like, you killed my date. And it's just like, you know. Yeah, she says that like three times. You killed yeah. my date. Yep. So she mm-hmm. keeps kind of going after him. Then Buff, uh, Owen sort of like starts to wake up just as she's tossing, um, what's his name? Bor- Borba? Borba. 
Borba into the incinerator. Um, But Owen is like too groggy to really understand what's going on. So he's Mm -hmm. like, what happened? And they're like, oh, we chased him off. Yay. Yeah. Um, And And he despises it because he's like, oh, me (laughs) dum-dum. He's just, well, again, number one, (laughs) think he's not super street smart, this Owen guy. And number two, people are like have a profound ability to not accept the truth that is right in front of their eyes especially in sunnydale especially in sunnydale when weird shit is happening and you don't want to believe it's true like right. you don't want to believe that vampires are real and that people are trying to kill you you know nor you is it really that. plausible right yeah. so um you know i don't really i don't really blame him too much uh, so Buffy, you know, offers to like help him get home, but he's like kind of turned off from the idea and he ends up going like letting sort of Willow and Xander escort him instead. Mm-hmm. So the next day at school, Owen says he'd like to go out with Buffy again. Um, but he's like, yeah, you know, maybe we, maybe we can do this like crazy thing and this crazy. So she's like, oh, cool. Like he's, he's just like an adrenaline junkie. who wants to do like crazy things with Which, me. Which again, so he doesn't can feel alive. I mean... So maybe something's changed in him, but like I feel like it doesn't line up with his character from earlier in the episode where he's like this bookworm who's like well, really into the library and Emily Dickinson and mm-hmm. now he's like an adrenaline junkie. He's like, let's go dust people, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, so again, like in high school, we're doing a lot of like figuring ourselves out, high school yeah. and college, like that's kind of what it's for. And, you know, he's sheltered but then he goes on this one wild experience and now he's like oh shit like this right. is what i've been missing it creates when i've been a sitting change. at home reading yeah. emily dickinson i get it he's like i finally feel alive you know mm-hmm. uh and buffy's like yeah no yeah. thanks she... let's just be friends so friend zones owen yeah friend zone he, he walks away up in here he walks away defeated yeah but she says, well, he wants to be a danger man. Yeah. And she doesn't want to get him killed either because she does care about him. Yeah, because, you know, so she, so Giles kind of comes up and sees that she's sad. And she's like, you know, a couple days in my world and he would wind up dead or yeah. somebody else might. And she kind of looks at Giles apologetically. And he's just like, you know, I, I took a risk. Yep. Um, but there's no handbook for this. Um, right. And I think it's really cute. He reveals that. You know, he was 10 when his father told him that he would be a watcher. Uh, So his father was one and his paternal grandmother before him. Mm -hmm. Um, And Giles wanted to be, quote, a fighter pilot or grocer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one one or the other. (laughs) And, you know, Buffy kind of feels guilty that she wasn't there for him. But but he assures her that, you know, they're kind of all doing their best and she's doing a really good job. And then, you know, Buffy is like, well, hey, at least we stopped the prophecy. Yay. Yay. And then we cut to the master. We get a nice reveal. He he reads that passage about how five will die. You know, one will rise from the ashes that um, Buffy, you know, the slayer will not know who it is and he will lead her into hell. And we look over and it's the little boy from the bus. Right, and he's the anointed one. He's the anointed. It's always the creepy kids you got to watch out for. Yeah. Yeah. So that. So that that was a good reveal at the end. Yeah. Of the anointed one being the kid. Didn't see that coming. 
That was yeah. pretty cool. Because I think the whole episode, you're thinking that the anointed one is Borba. You're like, oh, he's the big, big bad Pork and beans anointed. guy, yeah. Pork and beans, yeah. But yeah. turns out it's the kid. Yeah. So that was cool. Cool. All right, let's move Maybe on. Maybe Pork and Beans was like, you know, Joss Whedon's favorite meal or something. Maybe. And he's like, I, I just got to get Pork and Beans into the script we somehow. Gotta get I, it I got to get I got to get He talks to his writing <laughs> his partner. his least favorite Write meal. it in. Write in Pork and Beans. I love Pork and Beans. And the guy's like, it doesn't fit anywhere, Joss. It doesn't fit. Make it fit. I, just, just make the, make make the guy. Fit. Whatever his name is. Borba? Borba. <laughs> I don't know. Borba. Just write it. Write it. Borba says pork and beans. I guess like, whatever. This show's All never right, going to This show's gonna be canceled after three episodes. Who cares? <laughs> Little did they know. Little did they know. Um, I do know one fun fact. It's not really related to this episode, and okay. I'll probably bring it up again uh, in the future because, you know, I'll likely forget I said it. Because that's what you do. And that's what I do. <laughs> um, but I do know... Uh, that Joss would ask his writers to think about some of the most ho- like horrific things that they have experienced or like the, like what's the worst, your worst day, like think about your worst day and they would mm-hmm. turn those into demons. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe cool. this was like somebody's mom, like yelling, you got to eat your pork eat and beans. Eat your pork and beans. Pork and beans. Chasing them with a spoon. Yeah. He's like, I just, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. probably it. Cool. Cool. Hey, Pat. Holiday shopping is coming up. Have you given any thought to gifts? Uh, don't remind me. I do have to do a lot of gift shopping, but perhaps you could help me with that. Maybe I could get some floripothecary items or something. Like some more whipped body butter or facial care stuff? Yeah, I got to tell you, that whipped body butter is the bee's knees. It keeps my hands so soft during the winter, and I recommend it to everybody. I definitely will get a few of those. And I got to get some of that acne stuff, too, because I'll tell you what, my face has been super clean. How, how can I get some of your stuff? Well, as you know, Pat, you can always shop online at floripothecary.com and I can either ship to you or ship directly to your recipient. And I can even do a nice little handwritten gift note for you if you'd like. We did that once for your mother-in-law for Mother's Day, I think. Yeah, I think it's a nice personal touch you always add to the packages. We're always excited to get the Floripothecary packages. Thank you. Um, But I also have my studio open select Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays uh, in Meriden, Connecticut. So if you're local to CT, you can always book a personal shopping appointment at floripothecary.com. If you don't know what to get for the natural beauty on your list, you can always get a gift card. Shop online or book a personal shopping appointment at floripothecary.com. And hey, even if you don't shop with me, shop local listeners. This was a rough year for small businesses, and we could really use your support this holiday season. All right, let's move on to Lost. So this is Lost Season 1, Episode 5, which is titled White Rabbit. You want me to tell you my predictions? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about your predictions. So recap my predictions from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I was not very specific. Nowhere near <laughs> right. as specific as you were. Um, no. How could you? Be? I, I guess I sort of gave up. <laughs> <laughs> you gave up. You're just like, I don't know. Stuff happens. Island, whatever. Whatever. They're going to be on an island and they're going to get sunburned. Yeah, you phoned um, it in. Yeah. So I said 
that we're going to get the backstory of someone. Okay. And I thought maybe Rose, just because we spent a little time with Rose. Oh, yeah. I said, you know, I'm I'm off the dog demon thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was like, I still think, you know, I'm kind of with Hurley that it's still like, I feel like it's still some kind of like dinosaur demon. And I also was like, maybe it's possessing Locke in some way. Um, hmm. Yeah. So, and I'll, yeah. Interesting. I'll elaborate. Yeah. And some of these predictions could come true, like down the road. Yeah. But for so. this episode, we did get some flashbacks. Mm-hmm. So you were correct in that. But not Rose. Not Rose. We got more Jack story. Yeah. Yeah. Which more I was Jack, surprised. Jack story backstory? Ooh. Hmm. I was surprised to get more Jack's backstory considering there's still so many other characters. Yeah, me too. At first and I was like, ugh, this guy again. Yeah. But I understand like if you're trying to put an emphasis on Jack as one of the main characters, you do have to keep him in the loop. Like you yeah. can't move on to other characters and forget about Jack because he seems to be such a major part of the story mm-hmm. and everybody's considering him a leader. So yes. I feel like they had to sort of address that. Yeah. Those are good predictions. This No uh, they're not, but thank you. <laughs> this this episode called White Rabbit. Um the scene uh right at the beginning it opens on an eye of a kid getting bullied with his friend getting beat up and right away we know that that's Jack as a kid. It's a flashback. Flash Jack. Flash Jack. Jumping Jack Flash. Um, it's a gas, gas, gas. <laughs> and then we're back on the beach. Uh, Charlie is running to Jack to help uh, someone who's stuck out in the surf. So Jack starts to swim out into the water after this this person, which uh, seemed to be like a woman who was like sort of struggling to stay above water and saying, mm-hmm. help. She's pretty far out. She's pretty far out. And he loses track of her. But he does find Boone, who's there. Right. So at first I was like, uh, isn't Boone a lifeguard? I mean, Jack did tell him to maybe rethink his license or give his license back. Yeah. But I was like, what the hell? Where's Boone? And then, of course, Boone shows up also drowning. Yeah. And he wasn't doing so good. But Boone (laughs) mentions that there there was a woman or there was a woman, but Boone seems to be drowning. So Jack makes the conscious decision to bring Boone back to the beach. And then he tries to go back out for the uh, woman. This is very high intensity scene. Very yeah. exciting. The music is way too fucking intense. Oh, it's so good. I was like, calm down, music. Uh, I'm saying millions of people keep have it drowned. going, music. This is great music. <laughs> I had to like volume way down. I was like, oh my god, this is I too, was this is way too intense. Volume more. I was like, no. yes. You were like, all the surround sound. Oh, I had the surround sound cranked on this one. It was good. I don't even have surround sound. How about that? I know you're not surprised. Someday, someday. So uh, it cuts to the lost title. Oh, you're going to buy me surround sound? No, the listeners will. They're they're going to pitch in. Yeah. (laughs) Pitch in by Sammy, the correct uh, (laughs) listening devices of surround sound. (laughs) So we get the lost title. Uh, we find out in the following scene that the woman who died was named Joanna, and she mm-hmm. wasn't supposed to be on the plane. She got caught in the riptide. And, of course, Jack being a doctor who takes his job very seriously, he beats himself up for not saving both Boone and Joanna because Joanna died. So, But he saves Boone. He saves Just Boone. Just to yeah, clarify. Boone's fine. He doesn't, he doesn't lose Boone, too. Nope. 
um, he sees a man in the water on the beach, like far off on, in a suit. Or Which something. he has seen before. He has had this vision before. Mm-hmm. I think it was like episode two or something, wasn't it? I think pretty so. pretty early on. It, yeah. And then I feel like it happened again. Yeah. Maybe so the last episode. He asked Kate if she saw it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, when is the last time you slept? Yeah. It seems like nobody's really sleeping. And then he goes, I'll sleep when I'm dead. And storms off. That. No, he doesn't. I just made that up. <laughs> Uh, we get a quick scene with Michael and Walt brushing their teeth. Uh, nothing really much happens there. They talk mm-hmm. about the Korean couple. Uh, Korean couple, we get a scene with them. The son is the name of the lady. Mm-hmm. We find out. And then um, we get some dialogue between them, which is in subtitles, so we can understand what they're saying in Korean. And she wants to communicate with the others, and mm-hmm. he disagrees. She said, "She says like we should try communicating with them more." And he yeah. just basically shuts her down, like no. Then we get a, a fun scene between Sawyer and Shannon. Shannon shows up, and mm. she wants some aloe, mm-hmm. and he calls her sticks. And then he has to spell it out what he means. He's talking about her legs, her skinny legs, and then he wants to bargain with her. He's like, "Well, what will you give me for this aloe?" And then she thinks that he's leading up to some favor being in return. And he basically just says five grand. And she's like, w- what are we, what are you going to do from with money here? He's like, I don't know, but I'll take IOU. Yeah. He's <laughs> a creep. I would have yeah. fucking stabbed him already. No, oh, I know. I would let the polar bear eat him. <laughs> Whoops. Guess he's gone. Now we can kill the polar bear. Thanks polar bear. Polar bear. Yeah. Mm hmm. So after that, uh, Kate and Claire sort clothes and chat. They talk about astrology, and Claire asks uh, Kate if she's a Gemini. She's like, "You're? Are you a Gemini? You're restless, passionate." Um, she's like, "I could do your chat if you wanted." I love Claire. <laughs> so of course I love this because I'm into astrology. Of course. And I am a Gemini, mm-hmm. so I was like, "Oh my god!" And then I wrote down. I would be Claire's BFF. And then when she was like, I could do your chart for you. I was like, okay, I would probably be Claire. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be the idiot on the beach. Like I'll do your chart for you. (laughs) Everyone would be like, we need water. And be like, right, right. I could do your chart for you. (laughs) But you know, I mean, they're not going to put Claire to work too much. You know, she's, she's so sweet. Cause of course she like wants to help out. So it's super cute that she's like going to help sort long. Like that's kind of stuff that she can do, but they're not going to make her go on any crazy treks to like get water and stuff. Right. So, right. Yeah, so I like I liked that scene. Yeah, that made Kate, me happy. Kate didn't really uh, respond to that though. It no. seems like she was not into the Gemini not into astrology it. talk. No, yeah. but she wasn't like a jerk about it to Claire. No, she just kind of like didn't respond. She's yeah. like, mm, this seems out there. You can, which do I chart, I get. Uh, some people just aren't into chats and all that. Yeah. Um, then we get a scene between Hurley, Jack, and Charlie. They're counting up the water bottles. There's not much left. Um, the boar meat is also running low, so they're really running out of uh, resources here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I love Hurley's uh, suggestions. He says, maybe we can make one of those water-finding sticks. Or maybe the dog can find water. I, I mean, if they can find pot and bombs, I'm sure they can find water. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So, of course, everybody's looking to Jack to make a decision. And Jack is already pretty high strung because of his failure 
in the water to go save Joanna and letting right. her die. So he's really in his not visions. in his visions. He's not in a good place. And he sort of snaps at them because they're like, dude, you need to make a decision. He's like, I'm not deciding anything. And yeah. He's he, like tired of being the leader now. He's like, I didn't choose this, but he, yeah. I mean, he kind of, he, he didn't outright choose it, but like he sort of de facto became because when he woke up, he, you know, everything was chaos. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like reining everyone together and helping people out and pulling people away from the wreckage and bringing people back to life and tourniqueting and all this stuff. So yeah, I think some people are just a leader. Yeah, I think some people are just naturally more a leader. Like when yeah. things are in chaos and out of control, a lot of people will freeze and not really understand what to do. And some people will just start doing stuff and start, you know, calling the shots and people yeah. respond to that. You need that. Yeah. And I think I think that's what happened on the beach was he just started he just sprung into action, started doing things, and then, you know, people looked to that sort of authority as we need this, you know, leadership and authority. And ever since then, he's been sort of the leader of the group. Yeah. And one thing Dave said while we were watching the first episode again today, uh well, you know, uh, me again, him for the first time. He was like, why are all these people running? Like I, like people are just running back and forth. Like they're constantly, how are they not getting to where they need to be? <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, you know, I mean, they're, they're probably looking for other people or looking for things or they're just like panicking. I was like, you know, I consider myself like fairly, you know, cool under pressure i guess it depends on the situation but like (laughs) you know i can kind of get it together um i was like but if if we if we were on that plane and we went down on that plane crash and i couldn't find you i would i would be standing there screaming or running around screaming looking for you like right and, and and until i found you i would not rest right you know so so you understand the chaos. I understand the chaos. I don't think I. I don't think I would have been a jack in this situation. <laughs> you wouldn't have been pulling people together and telling them what to do, though. No, I don't think I would have been a Shannon just standing and screaming. I think I would have been screaming, but I would have been at least running and trying to find. You, you would have been a mobile screamer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Roving about on the beach. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, so then we get a flashback to Jack as a kid again. This time he's with his dad. We find mm-hmm. out his dad is a big time a doctor. Big dick. Okay. Oh. I was going to say doctor. And jackass. Doctor. <laughs> Jack and also, also that. Jack dad ass. <laughs> and then uh, he gives him this sort of uh, esoteric speech about, I have what it takes. You don't want to be a hero. You don't want to try to save everyone. When you fail, you don't have what it takes. So I'm sure that's just one of the many conversations he's had with his dad that sort of formed who Jack is now, which Mm -hmm. is he's sort of an emotional mess (laughs) in a way. I mean, he's always out of breath. We know that for sure. I am still not really noticing that. Like oh, okay. even with you saying it, I I like to, I was paying special attention today because he was running around quite a lot. Yeah, but I was like, I don't know, it doesn't seem out of place yet. <laughs> um, I'll let you know when it does. Okay, 
so basically that's that whole scene and it seems like his dad is also a drinker i think he's drinking in that in that scene yeah, as well he was and it was a cool transition with the like kind of sound of him shaking the um like the ice and the glass his glass yeah the ice yeah. and the glass was sort of like tinkling and then yeah. it transitioned and, into that scene that was pretty right interesting. and that comes back later on in the episode yes. as well mm-hmm. yeah this this is a really well written episode I, I love the the back and forth between the flashbacks and the mm. ah, not not you not into no, it. No, I I do like I do like the the um transitions and sort of like the um the sound bridging. Yeah. That's probably not a technical term. I'm just no, trying is. to Oh, good. Sweet. Yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to uh to, you know, match your technical stuff knowledge (laughs) i'm doing a great job i know yeah you are Uh, but yeah no the the like way that they bridge you know the different scenes with the sound Mm -hmm. i think is is really that was really interesting to me and of course it's shot really well it's fucking every lost episode is going to be shot really well yeah except it does there were some things things that made me dizzy again um not like actually dizzy but just like Mm. whoa stop um But I'll 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 when we get to the end I'll tell you okay. my my problem. Okay, cool. So after that that scene with his dad, we go back to the beach. Boone questions Jack about leaving him. He's basically tells her like you should have saved her. I was fine, which clearly he wasn't. He was gonna die. Yeah, he was definitely gonna die. We didn't even see him in the water. Right, but Boone digs in even more. He says, "Who appointed you our savior?" Which yeah. That's like Jack the last already... thing Jack's going to hear. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, of course, at this point, he sees the man again. Mm-hmm. So this yeah, time. Yeah, so. Yeah. At this point, when he sees the man again, mm-hmm. I, um, this is when I was like, oh, I bet it's his dad that yeah. he's seeing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I had a thought that like, oh, maybe the island is manifesting like their worst fears mm. or unresolved traumas or unfinished business, like ghosts mm. kind of situation. Like yep. that was, that was sort of like what was sort of coming to me in that moment. As I was like, Oh, maybe this, this is what's happening on this Interesting. island. Yeah. I also had the same thought. I know I've already seen this series before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said, I said, he follows him to, into the jungle. Spooky. Is it his dad? Question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, but he walks away and into the jungle. So did you not remember? Or did you know and you say. were trying to remember about... I can't say. But I'm just saying what my observation was, like, because of the flashbacks. But we... It's probably... But we probably find out in this episode. Oh, we do, don't we? Yeah. Okay. It's his dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, what I'm asking is, did you remember that when watching this episode? Or yes. did you, like, rethink that again? Yeah, but they, sure? they, like, cut closer up at one point. Yeah. So and they I was show, like... Yeah, they show And I was like, oh, okay, sure. that's definitely him. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that, that happens, like, maybe the next time or something they show him. Yeah. So I at least guessed it's, you know, one time ahead. Right. Yeah. It's pretty good counts so then we get another flashback with jack and his mom this time he's he's grown up and she's basically screaming at him telling jack to bring him back Hmm. Uh, and then jack's saying like he doesn't want that and she's saying he won't take care of himself you have to go after him and he's like i can't 
Um, and then she tells him, like, you don't get to say I can't, not after what you did. Bring your father home, Jack. Yeah. So I don't know what he did, but I'm still like, whatever happened, this man is an adult. Mm-hmm. So if he ran off, it's not his child's like responsibility yeah. to go after him. Right. What the fuck is the mom doing? Right. Why can't she get off her ass and go after him? Right. And I feel like this happens to a lot of kids too. Yeah. Where, that I, you know, that was something I wrote down. Yeah. yeah. That was something I wrote down. I was like, <laughs> my note is fucking parents putting their shit on their kids. <laughs> <laughs> After that flashback, we do find out in that flashback that um, his dad disappeared in Australia. Yeah. So then my note was, oh, that's why Jack went to Australia. Right. So now we're starting to get a little, little bit of the puzzle pieces put together here mm-hmm. about why he was there. Yeah. Uh, Claire uh, Claire passed out on the beach. That's mm-hmm. not good. Nope. Charlie can't find water. Somebody stole the water. Yep. And I, of course, was like, I'm betting it's Sawyer, that fucking bastard. But then it's like, that's exactly what they want you to think. Yep. And they, they address that in a couple scenes later here. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, actually, no, it's the scene right there. So Saeed, John, and Kate wa- uh, talk about finding water in the jungle. Mm-hmm. And uh, John volunteers, I know where to look. Oh, John, John Locke. is Locke, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, guy with a scar. Yeah, he, I keep ca- I call him Locke. Um, Locke. So, yeah, but, yeah. but I know who you're talking about now, yep. Yeah, John Locke. John Locke. Um, okay, I guess it wasn't that scene right after. Uh, Jack tromps through the jungle looking for his dad. Uh, mm-hmm. He screams, where are you? He's looking for him, just can't find yeah, him. Yeah, that's the scene that's like the camera's like whipping around him oh, and yeah. all, and it's like keeps going. It's the same thing that happened when we were uh, not panning, but tilting yes. up Great the, the hill, mountain, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, it was just like one of those things where like it goes on like just too long. Yeah. And it's like, very disorienting. Okay, you could have made it a little bit shorter and not made me want to fucking puke. Well, I think that's kind of the point, though, is they want you to feel disoriented as if you are within Jack's, you know, subjective. Feelings, yeah, you know? I get like, that. You want to no, feel like that. Jack. Jack's like completely he's dehydrated. Mm-hmm. He's uh, very tired and he's seeing these visions like his head's spinning hardcore. They want you as a viewer to almost feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. We get another flashback of uh, Jack is inside a hotel room in Sydney where his dad uh, was, I guess. And his dad is missing. Um, We find out that his father was the chief of surgery because Jack basically just says it like he's the he's the the chief of surgery. Yeah. That's (laughs) such a weird thing. Like, I mean, I get it. You know, he's still your dad, whatever. You're trying to be protective of him. But like, if if I've been forced onto this mission of trying to track down my dad, yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck is he doing out here? Like, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be defending him. Yeah. Uh, so that was like kind of a weird. Like, I'd I'd be, I'd be thanking you know the, because it, it's not a cop that helped. It's like the. I- Mayor like D or someone, yeah, I feel someone like at the like hotel staff. A guy who works at the hotel, yeah. Yeah, like I, I would be tr- asking him more questions and being like, what do you mean the condition he was in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. We're back in the jungle. Jack sees his dad again, continues to chase. This, again, has some crazy musical stings. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of lots of 
uh, suspenseful mystery here. And then Jack almost falls off a cliff. Mm-hmm. And this is what I, this is almost, this is probably my favorite moment of the uh, episode just because they cut to commercial. It's a literal cliffhanger. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I cut to commercial. I was like, <laughs> here you go. He <laughs> cut to commercial. I stood up. I was like, what? Oh, what? Oh, I just started pacing the room. It's a cliffhanger. <laughs> Sorry, you were pacing the what? The room. The room? The room. The room? The room? All right. Okay. Listen here, eggs. Eggs. <laughs> I'm gonna go fry some eggs now. <laughs> as long as you do it in the right room. Room. What'd you do with all the room? <laughs> where Where's all the room gone? <laughs> where's all the room gone? <laughs> Why'd you burn the room? Oh, um, Jack Sparrow. So John Locke, after the commercial break, of course, John Locke arrives at the cliff, saves Jack, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, they fall, they fall over onto the ground, and uh, John's like, are you okay? And Jack just laughs Loses like a maniac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like a part where like I sort of felt for him. I was like, oh, I've been there. Like, we're just yeah. like, everything's gone wrong. Like, you're He's just- like, yeah, of course, chasing my fucking dead father almost right. gets me killed. <laughs> right. Chasing your dead father through the jungle. You're dehydrated. You can't sleep. You just mm-hmm. let some woman die. You got called out for not being you a leader, for being a leader. Rock bottom. <laughs> oh. I mean, not, he didn't really hit, you know. He almost bottom, did. But, but yeah. almost. He's not having a good day. He's and I've totally been there day. where you're just like, nah, what can you do? You just gonna laugh. Ah. <laughs> you totally what else lose are you your gonna mind. do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Charlie gets water to Claire. Uh, they talk about John Locke as the geezer with 400 knives. Mm. <laughs> um, they talk about when are they going to rescue us? Charlie says soon. And then. Wait, but we don't. Uh, hmm? You didn't talk about who actually was, was stor- stashing the water. That's the next scene. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So Claire starts talking about her pregnancy and she says, I'm like this time bomb of responsibility waiting to go off. And yeah, it's a cute, cute moment with them. Yeah, nice tender moment where they, where Charlie just kind of smiles at her and says, "You don't scare me." Yeah, you don't Aww. scare me. <laughs> um, and then he's like, "Let me just sit, let me sing a song to you." <laughs> <laughs> you all, everybody. You are everybody. <laughs> it's drive you shaft. You don't everybody. you don't know it's drive shaft. <laughs> still doing things. Still doing things. We're still touring. Next scene after that is Saeed and Kate uh, question the Korean couple about the water bottles. They find that one of them had a water bottle. Mm -hmm. And they point to Sawyer. Saeed cautions Kate to watch him and find out where Sawyer is hiding his stash. Yeah, because she's she's ready to like like attack him. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like hold back because. She would do what you would do if you were on the island. Oh, 100%. You would march up to him immediately. He would already be dead by now. Please. Oh, Even yeah, if I couldn't do it in him. a rage, I do it in the middle of the fucking night. <laughs> so scary. Master would never know. <laughs> <laughs> so scary. Um, I'd be like, "Let me draw your chart for you, Sawyer." <laughs> and then Claire would be alert. like, "Did you say chat?" <laughs> Claire just call from the other side of the beach. Did you say chat? Don't worry Sammy? about it, Claire. <laughs> now you said chat. I got my own chat. We can chat together. 
so Kate attacks then I'd Sawyer. Burn his body, and I would okay. Use we don't need any more details. <laughs> so Kate attacks Sawyer, and uh, he flips her over. Sort of gets gets a hold of her. Oh yeah, and he's like, "That's more like it." Yeah. Oh. oh, I know. He's gonna be around for the long haul. I fucking know it. <laughs> just to just to annoy the shit out of me. Who's to say? Uh, and then Saeed uh, is there as well. He pulls him off her, and of course Sawyer has another nickname for one of the characters. He calls the Korean man Mr. Miyagi. Don't like that. <laughs> it's not nice. No. Um, of course. Though he doesn't have the water, we find out, and he throws her the sheriff's badge, and he calls her the new sheriff in town. He said, but, "Might as well make it official." But he does have some stashes of other things. He does. He's got a bunch of goods because, as we remember got a few scenes booze. back, he's yeah, been he was... rifling through the wreckage, just yeah. finding his own goods. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I might be tempted to do that a little bit. I mean, if you're trying to survive, like especially yeah, not him, everyone's going to survive. He's a loner too. He's not the type that wants to like team up with people and be a community member. He yeah. just wants to grab his own and take care of himself. Yeah. He throws her the badge. And I kind of like that moment because how would you control a group of strangers where there is no authority? Like mm-hmm. you have to have some sort of leadership and some sort of sheriff or something to be, you know, making up rules and then enforcing those real rules. I mean, it's really sort of an interesting uh conundrum and like who takes on those responsibilities pat i've given this a lot of thought oh boy because i've watched you know my fair share of horror shows and movies and Mm -hmm. i watched walking dead a good chunk of it not all of it yeah and so you know you start to think like what what would i do in these situations yeah and i mean i think you have to whether or not I would end up being some sort of leader, you got to use people's skills. Okay. You know, so like you make people feel useful by finding out what their skills are and, you know, kind of giving them their strengths. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, you know, just showcasing that. So what would your strength be? In a zombie apocalypse slash on an island. Well, I can identify plants to eat, which is a pretty good skill to have. Oh, right. Tea class. Yes. My tea, my <laughs> eight month long tea class that I took. Yes. <laughs> my herbalist training. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. So that's helpful. Definitely. Like I can make, you know, I can make a lot of natural, um, natural remedies, whether it's like you know, food or, you know, balms and salves and using plants medicinally. So that's a pretty damn good handy skill, I would Mm say. Um, And they'd be like, we're thirsty. And be like, well, you can smoosh this on your face (laughs) like this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't be great at finding water. (laughs) We're hungry. We're out of boar. What can we do? Well... This bomb is good if you're a little bit chafed on your side here. You know what, Pat? If we're stuck on an island together, I would be murdered immediately. You can get sunburn. I'm not going to put any solves on your wounds. You can get infected. 
rub <laughs> some fucking salt water. Actually, that'd be good. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> John Locke tells Jack uh, he needs to come back and lead the group. Mm-hmm. And Jack's worried about failing at that. And he says, I think I'm, I think I'm going crazy. And John Locke says, you're not going crazy. Crazy people think they're getting saner. Yeah, crazy I, people don't know they're crazy. Right, they think they they're know. getting saner. Yeah, which yeah. is such a great quote. I was like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I have a lot of Locke quotes from this yeah. one. I'm like, oh, he's dropping a lot of wisdom today. Yeah, he's grown on you. You really mm-hmm. you really did not like him at the beginning. I didn't, but yeah. I still have some thoughts. Okay. He said, I'm, I'm chasing something, someone. And then Locke says, ah, the white rabbit which is the title of the, sh- the the episode of the show. Yeah, and, and a reference to, you know, Alice in Wonderland, Alice in the Looking Glass. Yep, and then Locke questions him, and he's like, well, you're a doctor. How would you, you know, explain this? Which you know, I thought was very smart. Yeah, and he says, well, I'd call it a hallucination, you know, dehydration, lack of sleep, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and then John, again, he's so mysterious. He's kind of out there. Mm-hmm. He's, he's pretty woo-woo. And he says, this place is different. It's magic. It's special. We all feel it. What if everything happened here happened for a reason? Mm-hmm. I was like, ah. I could get behind that. Yeah, right? Pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like John Locke should hook up with Claire. And make and get his charts together. Red. Yeah, he needs <laughs> his chat read for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he also said, I looked into the eye of this island. What I saw was beautiful. So this is what makes me think he's possessed. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's looking into the eye of the island. And that is beautiful. And I was like, that's unsettling. Mm, especially if there's like a, a dinosaur out there. Yeah, yeah. dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm like, okay, you know, Locke, he's he's proving his worth. He's finding water. You know, he's, he's tackling fucking shit, taking care of boars. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's very useful. He's contributing a lot. But I would keep an eye on him. Yeah. Keep That's your distance. How I, yeah, yeah, keep, yeah. You know. Just, you know, just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Dude's got a lot of knives, too. He has, what, two, 500 knives? They well, saying. they're saying 400 knives, but I think it's more like knives. he's got like six I knives. I only have <laughs> enough room for 200 knives. <laughs> <laughs> right. Was that? I think that was a Charlie line. Yeah. Yeah, when he was talking with Claire. So Jack actually stays in the jungle. That night, he he ends up not going back to the beach because he's got to sort of figure he's it out. Have a and spiritual reflect. journey. He does. Jungle. He's got to yeah. go on his own walkabout. That's what. Yeah, he's having a spiritual experience. Yep. So mm-hmm. we get another flashback. He's in a morgue or a medical examiner's office, and I was like, oh, crossover moment between the two episodes: Buffy, yes. Vampire Slayer, <laughs> and Lost, because we get to see cadaver drawers in yes. both episodes. That's true. <laughs> and, you know, what a weird thing that <laughs> that that they have in common. Yeah, it's such a such a strange crossover, but there there there's one. That's And I they feel open like one up first... and there's Giles. And there's Giles. He's oh like, "Oh my god. Hello. Sorry. I didn't know how I got here." I got I <laughs> I I went in one uh in Sunnydale, California, and in I 1997. Australia, what year is it? What is it? He's got a big long beard and his vest is all tattered. <laughs> He's like, all I had to munch on was this cadaver. Oh, God. Oh, Giles. Giles, I had to survive. <laughs> he gets upset. Um, 
so the coroner explains to Jack that he was found in an alleyway with a, a blood alcohol content that gave him a heart attack, which is how he died. Woof. Um, he shows the body to Jack. Jack is overcome with emotion. He's like, yeah, that's him. And then he cries his eyes out. Oh, one one lock quote that you left out before this scene was, mm-hmm. um, he says, a leader can't lead until he knows where he's going. True. Yeah. I, liked, I really liked that line. Yep. That is good. Mm-hmm. So Jack has a fire going. He's out in the jungle. And then we hear that clink of ice in the glass mm-hmm. and somebody walks behind him. So Jack fashions a torch real quick, the piece of piece of wood, classic movie torch. Love those. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Looks just like the Goonies. <laughs> right. Or uh, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. The chase leads him to a spring waterfall and he finds a creepy doll in the water. Yep. Yeah. Would, that would have been like, nope, this is it for me. Yeah. I was like, huh? <laughs> but again, he's on a spiritual journey. So he's got to yeah. follow through. He's got to figure out what's... What's the deal here, you know? Mm-hmm. So he continues on. He finds uh, more wreckage. Dolls. More dolls and wreckage of the plane, it seems. And he finds a coffin, his father's coffin. And then we flash back to his gate at the airport in Sydney. And the lady won't let him board with a body without proper documentation. Which um, seems fair. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sort of with the lady on this. I'm like, hey, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta file for the cadaver. You can't just carry on your yeah. dad, your dead dad. <laughs> just I'm check sorry. Your dad. <laughs> yeah, you can't just check your dead dad, Jack. You gotta fill something Come out. Come on, Jack. Yeah, but he breaks down and pleads with her because he just wants it to be over. He says, "I need to bury my father. I want yeah. this to be over." Yeah. I don't and, know. I get that, but I'm also like. She's Where's doing the papers, her job, Jack? Man. Like, yeah. just fucking fill out the papers. Yeah, come on, How just long go is that gonna fill take out. You? Yeah, um, but they I guess probably he's would under give it to the, give him the papers at the morgue. Right. Well, however, it must have worked out because he got on the plane with the body. Um, well, or did it? Did he get on the plane with an empty coffin and it was always empty? Perhaps. Now we're back in the jungle at night. He opens the coffin. Of course, it's empty. And he slams it shut, destroys it out of complete rage. I was thinking, you know what? Not smart, Jack. I would have used that as a bed. I would have dragged it back yeah. to the beach and gave it to Claire. Like, here you go. This might be good for you or your you baby sleep in or both. Coffin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. What else? What's the alternative? Sand. You know. You yeah. could fashion a little hammock, I guess. But I'd be all up in that coffin. I'd be like, night night, clunk. <laughs> I would have loved it. I really, really wish that you were watching uh, What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> yeah, I'll get around to it. Guillermo, I am not asleep yet. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, People will know. They'll know. We're back on the beach. Boone brings Claire some water, and uh, Charlie attacks. <laughs> All mm-hmm. chaos erupts, and Jack arrives back just in time just sort of break it up and he gives a little speech you know as leaders do we can't Uh, live together we're gonna die alone yeah he says we have to stop waiting Mm -hmm. we need to start figuring things out we can't do this every man for himself doesn't work we need to start organizing which i was like you know what that kind of works for our country right now (laughs) yeah (laughs) we can't do this we gotta we, we gotta start figuring things out he says, if we can't live together, we're all going to die alone. And then Sawyer talks to Boone. He basically asks him, like, how does it feel to be the most hated? 
Yeah, how does it feel to be me for a day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's just because Boone... Boone was the one who took the water. He took the water, yeah. Yeah. The last part of the episode, uh, Kate brings Jack some water, and they have a little little dialogue. They ask about where he was, and Jack doesn't say much. I feel like this is their whole... This is their whole dynamic is like Mm -hmm. they go off, they do their own separate things. They come back together and they try to talk about it and they talk about it just without talking about it. That's their whole relationship is like, let's just be coy with each other and then not tell each other what we're really doing or thinking or feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like the whole, there's a lot of um, just very sappy people bringing each other water, the Mm -hmm. Korean couple, you know, the the uh, husband bring his wife's son some water and she says thank you and he says that's what husbands do mm-hmm. very so sweet but also it's, you know so it seems like they got the water thing figured out since jack found that like spring waterfall yes. right mm-hmm. yeah so yeah that was the episode of lost so what's your favorite moment of the episode? I mean, I do think Locke has a lot of really great wisdom, maybe mm-hmm. because he's possessed and it's the island talking through him a little bit. Okay. Um, I also did love the the like little astrology, you know, thing. Claire's mm-hmm. just super cute. Yeah. Um, but I think my favorite scene was probably the scene with, with Charlie and Claire. Charlie and Claire. You know, yeah. how he's Sweet just... Sweet scene. Yeah, especially because... Um, you know, we kind of see not everybody, but, you know, a couple of characters, like especially with Hurley, like kind of helping her out and checking in on her and, you know, kind of um, babying her, you know. Uh, and so I sort of like that she shared this vulnerability of, you know, being like, I feel like everybody's kind of looking at me like this taking time bomb. And yeah, um, so I think it, I just think that was like really sweet that we kind of get a little bit more about, about her. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good moment. My favorite yeah. moment for Lost is when Jack grabs the torch and he's going through the jungle just because I was on the edge of my seat and he finds the doll and stuff. It doesn't oh, yeah. really end with like the satisfying like ending of that scene. Yeah. But I I like the, uh, the suspense of him going through the jungle. And I thought it was Mm -hmm. shot really well. And the music is, wow, chef's kiss. Yeah. I mean, and I did like, I, I did like him beating up the coffin. And (laughs) I mean, that had to have been a pretty therapeutic experience. Cathartic experience. Yeah. What was your favorite moment of Buffy? Oh, so many, so many good moments. I know. Um, I think Though, out of all of them, I think I have to go with the part where uh, Xander dresses her in the overcoat and the ski cap <laughs> just because of his delivery was very funny. And <laughs> I just uh, thought that was funny. My favorite part is Giles saying, tonight we go into battle and then cut to him uh, and Buffy sitting very bored in the graveyard. <laughs> yeah, that was a great smash cut. What show wins? Oh, man. I mean. I, I'm torn on this one because I don't know if maybe I just, like, wasn't in the mood for Jack's shenanigans. I And I think just, like, there wasn't enough to set it up for me. There wasn't enough time that he resolved it. Mm-hmm. So I really, Buffy wins. I'm really, I'm really torn. I think Buffy was just a lot of fun. I yeah. don't love Owen. I don't love the storyline but it's just there's just a lot of fun that kind of happens in it yeah i'm gonna say buffy 
for me. Yeah. This is almost a straight up tie for me between yeah. the two episodes because Okay, if we can do that then I would say it's a tie for me too. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a tie because Buffy, I really liked um I thought the comedy was on point in this and there was like a lot of good moments. But I think the episode itself I think it's it's sort of like a setup episode where mm-hmm. you know it's setting up the idea of the anointed one, the the kid, um, and we do get the Borba guy as like yeah. kind of a cool bad guy, but he's pretty short lived. Like there's not much that happens. Like basically, he just chases them and he gets thrown into the oven, and then there's yeah. the whole thing with Owen. But I was, even though I've already seen this episode of Lost, I was like really into it. Like I was hanging on all of the scenes. I'm like, oh, this is this is great. This is great. Like I was really into it, and I liked the thread of back and forth, mm-hmm. but not as many great moments as Buffy had. So I think yeah. it is sort of like an even playing field on this one. Okay. Cool. I'm glad you I'm glad you felt the same way. Cool. Cuz yeah, that's that's pretty much how I felt, but I I felt pressure to choose one, but Yeah. All right, predictions. Well, you go first. What's okay. what are your predictions from uh, for boy, Buffy? I was hoping to buy myself a little bit of time so I could think of some. Um, you don't like write them down as you're you have all these notes you didn't make any predictions at the end mm, mm -mm. (laughs) oh boy um i predict that the anointed kid Mm -hmm. will come back but not for not in next episode next episode is going to be another monster of the week episode because this was a this was a minor big bad this is a little bad episode Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a little big bad I think they're going to take a break they're going to do a monster of the week the anointed kid won't be back for another two to three episodes unfortunately Borba's gone forever because he got incinerated so he'll never be back no well you never know and Owen will come back mm-hmm. you know what no he's gone forever we're never going to see Owen again he's done for he's just a boy lost in the ether because we got to get around to more boys. You don't think he's going to come back to be with Cordelia? No, I do not. Is he? I don't, I'm just asking. And uh, we didn't get much Willow in this episode. We didn't get any great Willow uh, lines. No, not really. Sort of wasted. I wouldn't say it was wasted. I think we had some fun Giles Buffy moments. Yeah, last prediction. Mm-hmm. I think that in one episode down the road, and I think this won't happen for another two or three seasons, so this mm-hmm. is a long-term prediction. There's okay. going to be an episode dedicated to a new teacher coming to Sunnydale High, and she's English like Giles, and she's gorgeous like Giles. He's going to fall in love with her, and then it's going to be revealed that she is somehow a bad uh, vampire egg egg head (laughs) she's a yeah she's a bad egg what are your predictions for lost i think we're going to see more defined roles form in the next couple of episodes like sheriff leader president i mean i don't think they're gonna be like who's club president and who's (laughs) treasurer (laughs) (laughs) who's head of astrology and claire be like me i got the chats (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen. But I do want to hear Claire talking about 
the sign that her child might be born under mm. if like this is going to be a thing if she's really into astrology that should be something that she's thinking about she would be talking about it yeah yeah even if nobody else is interested right um so yeah i just think we're gonna see you know because that was kind of jack's thing is he's like listen we all gotta do our part you know if you weren't doing anything figure out what you're doing now kind of thing mm-hmm. um so i want to see what the fuck shannon's gonna be doing <laughs> Instead of painting her goddamn toenails yeah, all the time. I mean, I guess she was helpful in translating the French, you know. Yeah, but she's mostly so. dead dead weight at this point. <laughs> yeah, uh, so <laughs> it would be nice to see her, you know, do anything. <laughs> I don't know. Locke, his whole thing about looking into the eye of the island, that is... That's freaking you out, isn't it? That's freaking me out a little bit. Hmm. It's just a It's just a very weird thing to say. Yeah. Um, and I can handle a lot of weird, mystical, woo-woo stuff, but telling me you looked into the eye of an island, I'm keeping, you know, I'm just keeping a, an eye on you. Right. Well, he's got the scar on his eye. Yeah. So maybe that gave his eye special powers to see into the island's eye. Maybe. I mean, if I were Jack, I'd be like, what did you see in the eye of the <laughs> Like, He grabs I just a clipboard. Like- <laughs> Can no, you describe I, the eye? What color would you say the it. eye is? Yeah. I and I just think that's a thing that also happens. I and I think it's because they have so many characters to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like if I'm if someone tells me they looked into the eye of the island and it was beautiful, I'd be like, okay, you want to describe that for me? Like what did what was it that you saw? What was beautiful? Let's let's talk about this a little bit because you know I'm a little And you know what he would do about that. if I'm putting on my John Locke hat? Yeah, he would, put it on. He, he'd, uh, he'd stand up, he'd give you a little smile, he'd say, "Well, I think these are things that everybody has to see for themselves." And then he'd walk away. And then I'd be like, "Okay, definitely gonna keep an eye on him." <laughs> And then he just, he peeks his head back and he says, "The your eye or the island's eye? <laughs> yeah, he just comes out of the bushes. <laughs> yeah. Hi, me again. <laughs> Want to see some knives? <laughs> oh, Want to play backgammon? Want to know a secret? No. <laughs> <laughs> no more secrets, Locke. Your <laughs> secrets freak me out. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, I I just feel like we got to keep an eye on him and some, an something's, not, something's not right. Yeah, an eye. Yeah. Um, that just sounds like a possessed person to me. Interesting. And the thing is, he is the one who says a crazy person does, you know, doesn't think they're crazy. So he's crazy. So maybe he's crazy. And he thinks he's getting saner. And he thinks he's getting saner. Mm. You know, just maybe just, you're on to something. Just think about that. Thinking just about think, it. Think about it. Uh, I think especially with Claire talking about how she's a ticking time bomb. I think she's going to have her baby pretty soon. Um, she's going to explode. I don't think she's going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully Jack knows how to deliver a baby. Yeah, let's, um, hope. let's hope he doesn't fluff that up, huh? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's pretty easy, right? The body does most of the work. Doctors just kind of got to catch it, clean it up. Mm. Sew her back up a little bit. Most of the time. <laughs> it's easy, right? Yeah. Tell me it's easy, Pat. <laughs> yeah, it's so easy. So easy. 
yeah. So I'm just thinking like in the next next couple episodes, I think Claire's gonna have her baby. Hmm. Um and um yeah, I don't know. I still I still want to get to Rose's backstory, but we didn't see her at all this episode. Yeah. So I'm kind of thinking that's not gonna happen. Maybe we're gonna get to the backstory of one of the um of like the Korean couple. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe that's that's who we're gonna get to next. Yep. Or Claire. Perhaps. No, it's hard to predict. So many characters. There's so, so many, many backstories. Characters. And and that's the thing is like it's very I mean, like episodic isn't really the right word because <laughs> of course it's episodic. This show's like episodic. <laughs> but it's like we always know we're going to get a backstory, especially because you said that in the beginning, that backstory is like kind of the main way that Lost tells, you know, sort of moves the the plot along. Yeah. We know in every episode, we, or we can pretty much guess in every episode we're going to get a backstory. So like that's not too much of a prediction to me yeah um it's just kind of when's it gonna happen figuring out whose yeah. backstory it's gonna be right so i'm gonna go with a korean couple okay cool yeah nice anything else we want to say about these episodes before we sign off i don't think so is there anything else that you're reading watching or listening to oh i forgot about that um i watched uh planes fire and rescue today with my kids what's that about <laughs> it's like a pixar movie oh or, oh yeah i mean yeah. it's not really pixar but it's like you know walt disney studios animation yeah. pixar light <laughs> um, like planes is kind of like cars but yeah planes yep exactly it's like a spin-off but the mm-hmm. uh the kids you know is it, it was a rainy day today so it was oh it was such a crappy day it was but it's a perfect day to watch movies so Mm-hmm. Um, we were like, let's watch a movie. And um, they picked out Planes, Fire, and Rescue. So we watched that in the home theater. And it was actually pretty fun. <laughs> Did you guys watch anything special with them for Halloween? I mean, I know they're still young, so it's not like they're going to be watching anything crazy. No, we were thinking about putting on the Charlie Brown thing, but mm-hmm. I'm not really into the Charlie Brown thing. I'm not either. Yeah. Like, I don't get excited for them. Me, I'm just like, yeah, me neither. I'm not into like, it. It's a moving cartoon. I guess that's kind of fun to watch, but just the voices and even the animation, I don't know. I hate to hate on Charlie Brown because I know it's loved by so many people. But Yeah, we're going to get a lot of hate for that. There's a lot of better options, people. Come on. I agree. See the light. Watch Paranorman. Yeah. Now that, that's a I've good never seen movie. That. Oh, you got to see Paranorman. You, you know, no. Watch Avatar The Last Airbender. No, watch Sleepy Hollow. Now that is Fuck a Halloween yeah. movie. <laughs> the Johnny Depp one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tim Burton, Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah. That's I love it. One. Did you watch that this year? I wanted to really bad, but we just we couldn't fit it in. Too many other things. Oh, you! I think you mentioned to me that uh, Amy watched Hocus Pocus for the first time. She did, and she liked it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, she had never seen it. So I was like, well, I guess we got to see it. And I, I always like to it watch. It came out. What? Really? Yeah. yeah. So it, it was like oh. watching it for the first time because I barely remembered it. Like, I so remember So how did pieces. you feel about it? Because, you know, that's one of those movies. Like, I was talking to someone the other day and they were like, yeah, I finally watched it as an adult. I had, she grew up very religious. And so, like, this kind of movie was banned in her household. Yeah. Um, 
And she was like, yeah, I finally watched it as an adult and it was okay, but I feel like it's one of those movies you have to watch as a kid. Kind of like how Dave felt about The Goonies. You do, but I think there's still a lot of redeeming qualities in it. The first half hour is dog shit. So if you watch just the first (laughs) half hour, you're just like, what is this? The writing's bad. The acting with the kids is terrible. Like Uh, the plot's not good. But when the Sanderson sisters actually show up, they are so good that they blow the movie out of the water. Yeah, they I mean, carry the movie. The movie is great, and uh, and the even like the physical and practical effects that they do, like them flying around on the brooms and all the work that they did with the visual effects, looks great. It looks I fantastic. Know. It still holds up. It holds up. It feels good, and I like. Yeah, it. one of my favorite movies when I was little was uh, Gandhi. <laughs> oh what? <laughs> yeah, I fucking oh, watched Gandhi God. all the time. What? That and The Witches, which oh, did which that. got a remastering. Or a re, yeah. you know, an update. Reboot. It got rebooted. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know if I like. I on one hand, I want to watch it because it's Anne Hathaway, but yeah. oh, the original was just the original amazing. was so dark. It was so, so dark good. and so scary. I watched the original too many times, and I was it was like one of those movies that is weirdly drawn to, but like mm-hmm. it spooked the hell out of me. I was like, I don't like this, but I can't stop watching it, and I'd rewatch yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. My big ones when I was little was The Witches, Gandhi, and Grease. Like Such those a were strange seriously... mix. <laughs> and The Borrowers. <laughs> those were the movies that, like, whenever we went down to my video one, mm. those were the movies I was renting. Yeah. My, uh, when I was really young, I remember going to the local video store and I would re rent over and over <laughs> The Cat from Outer Space. <laughs> saw that is it because you were allergic and you were like this is my only way to- i was i didn't even know i was allergic at the time i was probably like seven or eight years old maybe even younger and i was just like gotta have that cat and <laughs> cat from outer space and it, it was like an old disney movie so it came in like the disney bubble you know vhs like oh yeah, yeah. box and i oh, used yeah. to just search for it and i'd be so mad if it was out like, no! like at that point why don't your parents just buy that that's what i always thought it's like at this point if i'm watching it this many times come on dad just fucking spring for the witches for me you know? so, so back you know, then so though, nana didn't have to drive all the way down to video <laughs> one Back back me. then, I think I think VHS copies were really expensive. Oh like, yeah, like in the late eighties. Yeah, like late eighties, early nineties. Like I think it was like fifty bucks to a hundred bucks for a VHS title. What? Yeah, it was like nuts. That's insane. Yeah, so that's why the rental companies were so big because you would pay four dollars to get it for the weekend or whatever. But yeah, you didn't want to really spend fifty to a hundred dollars on the tape, and it would take them forever to get them out to distribution too. Like it. Like you wouldn't get them on tape for like another year after they were in theaters. Oh yeah, that I, remember I remember waiting forever. Maybe like yeah, when is that I thing definitely come remember out? that. Yeah, that's hmm. crazy. Well, a couple other things I've been reading. Well, I so I finished a Court of Thorns and Roses that series. That's what I was reading mm-hmm. when we last recorded. Dave and I read it together, and it's amazing. I think Amy yep. would like it. I don't remember if you. I think I told you to recommend it. I, to her. Yeah, I recommended it to her. She's like, "Oh, I'll have to look into it." I don't know yeah. if she did or not. I didn't follow up. Um, and then Dave and I just finished the second season of Castle Rock, which actually came out last year, but for whatever reason, we just didn't watch it. Even though I liked season one. Yeah, I want to watch um, that. The show is awesome. Oh, my God. It's executive produced by your favorite, your buddy, J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. Yep. So yeah, that... that's not reason enough. Yep, I'm on board. Anything yeah. J.J. 
yeah it's very good and it's not they're not super long i think it's 10 episodes yeah per season that's my kind of that's my kind of season so yeah it's good you'll finish it pretty quickly cool all right all right well you want to tell us where uh, where people can 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 subscribe and listen to us? Yeah, so you can listen and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And of course, don't forget to rate us five stars. That's the only correct rating for this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, where else can they find us, Sammy? Well, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at KickStreamPod. And send us emails, but please no spoilers, uh, to KickStreamPod at gmail.com. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Well, Pat, until next week. What is this, Muzak? We have outro music. We don't need whatever this is. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is this is for um, this is for Ellen and Brittany. They know who they are. Grr, arg. What does that mean? Oh, you'll know. I will? Yeah. I'm not going to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's at the end of Buffy. <laughs> uh, I think it's um, it's Mutant Enemy is the production company, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, some some company. And uh, so at the end of every Buffy, Buffy episode, it would end with like... Know the mutant enemy, and it was this like little guy going across the screen, and he would say, Grr, arg. Oh, okay. So get through the credits next time you watch. <laughs> okay. Just fast forward, go to the end, and, and then. Just the, for the Gur arg? Just for the Gur arg. But okay. that was at the end of every episode. Uh, okay. And so my friend Ellen said that she listened and was she was like, I, I, the only thing I'm disappointed is that I didn't hear a Gur arc. Well, there <laughs> so, you go. That's for you, Ellen. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Remember, kids, streaming is always better with friends. Boom. Cool.